This is Akafe. Laura Marie and Jessica Marie proudly present A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, a podcast. Fair warning, everything the hosts say is explicit, full of spoilers and adult content and shall not be used against them. They have opinions. Let's try not to drag anyone for expressing themselves and just have fun for an hour. We all deserve it. The Rebel Mages episodes contain spoilers from The Priory of the Orange Tree, The Black Witch Chronicles, and Akamath, with mentions of Throat of Glass, From Blood and Ash, and Harry Potter. There are also discussions surrounding sexual assault, suicide, self-harm, and domestic abuse. Hi, everybody, and welcome to A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, your weekly deep dive into the YA literature and fandoms that we love. I'm Laura Marie. And I'm Jessica Marie. And today we are discussing Rebel Mages by Lori Forrest, which is a combination of two novellas, Wanfasted and Light Mage. And I will admit I am not as familiar with this as I should be. And I will admit that I, on par, I didn't, this is my first read, so I'm not familiar with it. This has been a very busy week for both of us, and we have not had time to really discuss it like amongst ourselves before we record. So this will be very interesting. And we will start with Juan Fasted. So Jess, why don't you tell me about Juan Fasted? So Juan Fasted. So both. So we've been reading and we've had our episodes released on the three main books, The Black Witch, The Iron Flower, and the shadow wand and they're all part of the black witch chronicles wand fasted and light mage are two novellas that are essentially both prequels to all three of the main books that we've been reading so wand fasted is about ellerin's parents and kind of the beginning of their relationship and before the war of ellerin's grandmother the black witch and then we transition into Light Mage, which is about Ellerin's neighbor, who um, we find out in the series had kind of run away from Gardenaria and their expectations and what the Gardenarian society believed to have happened to her. Um, and this is kind and th- not even kind of this is the stories leading up to the Black Witch Chronicles that we know today. And. I guess you could read this before you read uh, the Black Witch Chronicles, but it it really helps. And this is very like Assassin's Blade, Throne of Glass situation. It really helps to read the Black Witch, at least at least the Black Witch before you read this so that you can have that like aha connection kind of moments. Mm-hmm. Because and also these books answer questions that we have asked each other in our other episodes, which I think is just really wonderful. And it is, again, very Assassin's Blade-y and super fun. There were certain parts that I felt sad about, too. Like there was um, the from the Black Witch and we know the cafeteria scene and when families are coming to visit, they have like the Icarol cookies and Icarols are evil. And then in this one, well, maybe it was Light Mage, not so much wand fasted where they talk about the prayers that go with being said in these Icarol cookies and at this point reading the prequels we have already read all three books all three main books so it's just that much more sadder knowing the history but 
I remember we started with Juan Fasted because that's the first novella of the two-part book. And you, Laura, had said, you're going to like this one. You're, I mean, like everything <laughs> Laura says, she's like, you're going to like it. I know you're, and you probably will like it more than Light Mage. And I think the stories are very different because one is more love story with Ellerin's mom and how her parents met and kind of where, how we got to the garden area we're at today. And then you have Light Mage, which is more or less now this is the garden area. It, it was a nice way to pull you out of, oh my gosh, garden area. You didn't realize it was so bad. And then you remember, oh, this is the garden area that we know and hate. And, and that's something that is just so interesting. So in Wan Fasted, we're in like the middle of the of the first like realm war. Like Carnissa Gardner has risen to power and she is like the, the great mage. And it, it's really fantastic because we get... Vale and we get Edwin and we get um the 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 aunt I can't remember her name off the top of my head we Vivian? get Vivian and we get their Baby like Vivian, yeah. their dynamic and we get to see them and you know uh, Gareth we get to meet baby Gareth and Gareth's parents and that's fantastic uh, of course we know him from the Black Witch too and, and Fallon and Damien's parent uh, mm-hmm. father. Like that, that, that's, I, I think it's also like it was an interesting dynamic to show the whole nature versus nurture mm-hmm. concept. I don't know if I was just reading too much into it because you have Fallon and Damien with their terrible piece of shit father, just a terrible, evil person. And then you have some discussion surrounding uh, Val and their brother Edwin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Viv, who were raised by one person. And then they have Vivian, who was raised by somebody else, and how they ha- how they are a- as children and as young adults now. And it's just it's it's a lot. So like obviously these books are really heavy. We know that they're very heavy. So Juan Fasted takes place when the so like um, Tesla and her family are living in like a, a Celt like occupied land and they are the outsiders there and we experience through tesla's pov the oppression that she's living under and the threats that she has to deal with and the the slurs and the shopkeepers refusing to buy from her and the the uh, she gets locked in a in a wagon and thrown into a barn and they're gonna murder all of them and you and i'm sure this is done intentionally you feel for her you're like no fight like rise up and like fight and like how can they do this to you and and, like jewels of course we see jewels again and then we understand you know why he is the way he is later on in the books but it's just like wow you really shift from okay rise up and fight these people these celts shouldn't be treating you this way And, and then you kind of slowly throughout the course of the book and in you know exposure with uh, veil and with Thane and and everything that happens there you you see the shift from like power is corrupting and becoming like indoctrinated and a zealot and you see that through I think Carnissa and through the Gardnerians and something that I really really felt just I, I think kind of 
more so because I'm an expat where I am, but Tesla saying like, so nice to be among my own people. It's so nice to be able to like speak to each other and like use our words and, you know, like this is our language and these are our customs and these are our ways. And I feel safe and I'm finally allowed to be like that. That really like struck home to me. I was like, wow, that really must be like this feeling of like relief and comfort. And then that so quickly shifts into something sinister. Yeah. I, I, there has to be, like you said, it's there, there's a, like, like when you have a security blanket, you know, I think I remember, and I wasn't even living in Spain, but I remember it was when I came back to the States, there was a point where I said, oh, I, I can't, it's so nice to be able to talk to speak English again. Like it was just such a relief that I didn't feel like I was struggling and here. And, and, and I think the important thing to note with these books is that this is as much as it's in a fantasy world, a fantasy realm, these are very real situations. These are, this happens to so many people who are just trying to, I mean, they're essentially trying to seek refuge to be safe because they were not safe. There has to be a comfort level to just breathe a sigh of relief. I know my family did when they came over from Cuba, you know, and just I think it's something that it's easy to dismiss when it doesn't affect you. And something that very much does affect Tesla is Tesla is very poor. That is kind of reiterated like over and over and over again. She's a lower river girl. So even though all of the Gardnerians in Juan Fasted in the beginning are like rounded up and put in a wagon and like put in like danger and they're all going to be executed inside that wagon, there is a social split where the like upper river, like rich people are clustered together and like Tesla being so poor um, and, you know, having an association with um, the Celts, like a business relationship and stuff that she's shunned and she's called over and over and over again. Like she's a race trainer. She's a stain in like uh, people don't trust her. And um, that is really interesting because Vivian in uh, the Black Witch and mostly in the Black Witch uh, says like, you know, uh, your mother, you know, she was a race trader and like she, you know, she's from poor stock. And like now knowing this story, it makes sense. And and you can kind of see where it comes full circle because Vivian is like here. She's in this story. And, and she's it, just as nasty. She's just as nasty. She's just as fashionable, but she's just as nasty. And it, it's just so interesting to see. And especially because because Carnissa is a black witch and she is, and we said it before, like the society, the Gardnerians are relying on a woman to like raise them out of like oppression, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just so mad you see it on my face because they're relying on Carnissa for their resistance. And that was also something very interesting because in this book, you're, you're just, you know, you're in this part of the resistance with them. And then I, I do like the quote that, uh, that Vale says where guardian, uh, gardenarians with overwhelming power will do exactly what any race does with overwhelming power, abuse it. He already sees 
the shit that's going to come from this. So Vale is Val Val Vale 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 is very smart with this, um, but it's so it mind exploding frustration where you are relying on a woman as you should. We are, you know, people don't give us enough credit, but it is still such a patriarchal society. It's very, there's a lot of hypocrisy going on. So much hypocrisy. And also, little subplot that is here is um, Vale, the son of Carnese Gardner, the Black Witch. Vale's best friend, Fane. Love Fane. Love him. Love him. I want to be best friends with him. I want to be be best best friends with him. him. Yeah, no, he's wonderful. Fane is, and it's not like explicitly said, like it's not like said, but like Fane is gay, right? Fane is gay and he, and and everybody in society believes that Vale and Fane are together. And that's why they're not Wanfasted and that's why, you know, they do this and that. And let's remind anybody who's listening what Wanfasting is. Wand fasting is a magical ceremony that binds. It's it's like a magical marriage, but it is only binding to the woman. It's only. So obviously, if like the woman isn't, quote unquote, faithful with who they're they're made it wand fasted with, they get the, you know, the scars, the burns, whatever. If I had a question, and I don't know if this has been brought up, if a male wasn't faithful in their wand fasting relationship, that wouldn't be indicated. Oh, it's not indicated. We learned that in this book because the one friend is with the Selkie and they have a kid. Gareth's parents, yeah. Fucking yeah, I hate men. Not all men. Please know I never mean But in, yeah, in this situation. I hate the patriarchy. It, it's it's terrible. It's terrible. Okay, so a, a lot happens here. So Tesla is very powerful. She's she's like a level four, level three. She's very high magical ability. She has the power to like interweave spells, and she is so powerful that she saves everybody that she's been captured with by using a wand and like layering shields and stuff. And and in doing that, becomes mage mage drunk. And almost dies. So then she is brought into Vale's tent and spends a lot of time recovering there and like eavesdropping on Vale and Fane and getting like the lay of the land through that. And part of the reason that she's recovering in their tent is because of the type of mage, like her affinity lines. They, they're like a, they, they're predominantly a fire affinity where Vale has it's pretty equal. And like they say, oh my gosh, your affinity lines are identical. So he, his affinity kind of has to bring her back to life. But Fane's affinity lines are water. So he balances out the the surge of the fire. So it's finding this balance and bringing her to, and leveling out her, her affinity lines, basically. Which is very interesting because it's a very like Ellerin Lucas kind of situation. Look, tell me, Lucas Vale reminds me so much of Lucas, and then I go, that makes so much sense. Like it just makes sense that it just makes sense. It does. It just it just makes sense. I, and I like Lucas. I love. <laughs> and we love you, love Lucas. 
And something else that makes total sense and, and is very kind of mirrored in in um, iron in iron flour, I believe, is the forced wand fasting, and and how Tesla was going to be wand fasted to a bane, and to stop this, uh, Vale steps in and and he saves her, and it, and it's just it's oh my god, it's this whole thing, but. Leading up to this, okay, so uh, they're all in a war camp, they're on the front lines, and as safety, there's going to be a mass wand fasting. That's what I was wondering. So before this all garden area became the garden area that we know today, where the wand fasting was forced, during this point in the Black Witch Chronicles, it was a safety precaution to be married off? That's what it seems like to me, so that you could, like, join together because so many... Because these people, we should say, were all refugees, right? So, like, Tesla's, Tesla has a very sick brother and a grandfather, um, but everybody else in her family has died. Like, everyone... It, no family is complete. So, in my mind, like, they're doing this wand fasting so that everyone can join and have... And have somebody. And I think that is reinforced when they have all of the war orphans before they want fast everybody. And they say, right. And they were like, who's going to, who's going yeah. to adopt these kids, basically? Yeah. Like, we will not leave anybody on their own who will adopt these war orphans, who will, you know, bring them into your family. And I feel like, like, that was mirroring this, like, forced wand fasting. They they just are doing it for security because their numbers are low and, you know, they want to kind of um, expand and, like, keep the mages, like, together. Because they're in enemy territory. This is the front lines in a refugee camp. Yeah. But, oh, my God. Ugh. Okay. Okay. So. This is such a good... I love the, the series so much. <laughs> it, it's, it's so good. It... More people, as, as as we have always said, more more people need to read this. Okay, so because Tesla is being shunned as a Stanen and a race trader, and um, they they find like her own people are repulsed by her, right? So she has no prospects to be married, and the Baines, I don't even remember his name. It began with an M. Yeah, I think. and he. Uh, says like he'll take her he'll take her and and we should say during wand fasting you can only go through with a wand fasting if you're like pure up until that point so everyone was saying like we're like oh you know you were fucking jewels and she was like no i wasn't they're like we'll find out soon enough because it won't it won't take it's the same it's the same but that's oh my gosh i just made that that's exactly what happened with ellerin with divan exactly Exactly. Yes. Yes. It, it's all, it mirrors everything very beautifully. And you and you can see like these traditions that started off for one reason are warped into this like gross reason by the mm-hmm. time Sage is, is doing everything right, that she's right, doing. Right. So, oh my God. Yeah. So, uh, um, and so Tesla obviously, and, and this is really fantastic. And this happens afterwards, but like Tesla is not in love with Jules at all. She loves him, but she says, I love him like a brother, you know, and Jules is in love with her. Yeah, Jules, yeah. And here's the thing. Vale is a rebel, 
He's friends with Jules. He's friends with uh, the Garrus uh, father. There, he's like, he's friends with Fane. Mm-hmm. Like even though Fane's Gardenarian, you know the the stigma that it has, the stigma that comes with socializing with anybody who isn't a essentially cisgendered straight white male. I, I mean, that that's kind of how I read it. Like, unless you're this type of person, you're not allowed to associate with anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, and, and also Vale, um, I mean, he hates his mother. He hates his family, except for Edwin. And he lives, like, in an austere kind of way where Fane is very flamboyant in, like, his wealth. And, you know, that is is talked about a lot. He says, like, um, and and Tesla makes a point, like, Oh, you know, you're you're rich. You know, you have your mother's you're money. Not- and he's mm. like, uh-uh, no, no, no. Uh-uh. I'm I'm killing Kraken on chips and shit. Like, it's my own money. And then he says something which he reiterates over and over and over again. It's our money. We are rich now. Like you like everything I have is yours. And like, we love that. <laughs> I'm giggly over this. Yeah, we love that. Um, so Tesla and Vale are, I mean, they're forced one fasting, but just like Ellerin and Lucas, he comes in and he saves her from being fasted to somebody that would have, like, trigger warning, raped and beat her. And that is, like, very clear. And who are they one fasted by? Do you remember? Isn't it Carnissa? It's Carnissa. She marries them herself. And I I just, ugh, God. Um, But we have, of course, gotten a little bit, um, you know, ahead of ourselves leading up into the wand fasting the dynamics between the duo that like each of their relationships like the dynamics between fane and fane and tesla the dynamics between tesla and vale and the dynamic of the three of them together i love i love there's this part where tesla's coming in and out of her mage drunkness and Vale and fane are having a conversation and they don't know that she's up and of course we know these tropes of she's overhearing things she typically wouldn't have heard i love that she calls them out on their shit because i'm reading this i go this girl doesn't say because i'm not that i mean to be this petty emotion just takes over so they'll say comments about her about being like a lower river girl and being she's just she's just basically very provincial very whatever and she finally says back i wouldn't let me get out of here basically she's saying you know what thanks for your hospitality I'm going to get out of your hair because I don't want to sully your tent further with my rustic peasant ways. And they just, oh, you heard that. You. Yeah. I would have done this. I would have done the same exact thing. Probably have. Um, I just, I just, I love it. I love their dynamics. I love that Fane realizes how, I don't want to say short temper, how strong willed she is. And, He's all about telling Vale, I told you you should fast to her. And even then, Tesla says, you must be joking. Vale can't even manage advanced mathematics. I'd never fast to him. He's far too ignorant. And just walks out. Walks out of the tent. I love it. I love it. We, it's, 
queen shit. Ah, know your worth. I love it. Oh, it's so good. Um, something that I know Lori Forrest has talked about in her interviews, but one of the more striking scenes, I guess, is the first time that Tesla sees Carnissa, the Black Witch. And that moment was just, again, should be on screen somewhere. So uh, they're, Carnissa is being shielded by Veil, but they're being attacked by the Kel army. They're on the front lines. Everything seems very dire. They're in like a, like a trench kind of thing. And then Carnissa comes flying in on the back of a dragon. She's got her wand out and, you know, they're flying in a V and it says like her shield is like coming up and over all of the dragons. And then she just starts like fucking up shit with fireballs and stuff. And like, whoa, that like, we know that Carnissa is a crazy murderous zealot. We know this, but that moment was bad ass. Hmm. I want to see it. I want to see it the way I, I mean, not that I didn't want to see it in Priory, but you know that with the, with the nameless one in Priory, I felt like that in this moment needing to see, I imagine like this purple and black dragon, a la very like Maleficent colors, which is wild because purple is not a color of garden area, but I just, just those colors. It just it gives me so so much excitement. Oh my gosh! It just oh my gosh! So awesome. Oh sorry, I'm, I'm thinking about how this, how we had that conversation about the Bat Boys prequel. This could be this prequel could be integrated in flashbacks in a movie with that framework. That's all. That that's all. Easily, no, it easily I, could. I it easily could. <laughs> Um, okay, so ju- jumping forward, so Vale and Tesla are wand fasted, and just like Ellerin and just like Lucas, um, Tesla like runs out, right? Like she has her like drama queen moment, and, like flings herself in the ground, and she's like <laughs> crying, and she's like, no, 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 and he and Vale comes after her, and is like, you should be fucking thanking me. Like, look, look at what is happening. Look at what is going on. And and it takes her a Just little bit, like Lucas. Yep. It, and it takes Tesla a little bit, but she does finally say, "Like, I get it. I get it. Thank you. You saved me. Like, we're in this together." And Tesla's big thing up until now has been like, I had this image in my head of what wand fasting would be like and what I wanted to do and like who he would be. And now, because of the restrictions of wand fasting on a woman. I will never be with somebody who loves me because she thinks that Vale prefers men, right? Right, right. So that that is like her her diva moment. And it's understandable. Like, I, I get it. I get it. But then they go to his like seaside cottage. And I love everything about I love how awkward they are. I love and I finally love how they communicate, right? They have a communication moment and it's in the rain and it's very like moody and gorgeous. And she's like, well, you prefer men. And he was like, what? <laughs> no. And she's like, oh, oh. <laughs> and then he, he then he says, like, you know, I was a scholar at university and, and she like sees he has all of these books. He has a very funny book. And she realizes that like, the image that she had in her head of like who she wanted to be with is him. 
And they finally communicated <laughs> it. And we love communication. And and then it was that moment where he goes, I'd like to court you. And she goes, I, I think we're doing this out of order. But I appreciate that because it, obviously it was in a way an arranged marriage trope because it was about saving her. But once the communication was there, it was like, it was, well, now we let's learn to date each other. Now let's get to know each other. Um, and I thought that was really sweet. Very sweet. And I love how Tesla finds his like Karma Sutra porn book and she's like super into it. <laughs> and how one page is folded more than <laughs> It's really good. It is really she's good. Like, oh, is is this what you what you like? And he's like, Oh, oh, Fane. Fane got that for And then but it's also very sweet at that moment because he's like, you know, I I was intrigued by this page. But I don't have like any experience. Like I don't know. It, right. it, it just looked interesting. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then they have a lot of like very sexual tension, and it's really good. And she like wears his clothes, and and he he gets very sexually frustrated, and like shoots lightning out at the beach. <laughs> I love. Oh, that. he was down at the shore, and he was she was fired. Well, because every time she goes, this this is going to be the moment. They kept getting cock blocked so fucking hard, and. <laughs> And so then it was just because of their affinity lines being so intertwined, it was just hours of foreplay, basically, in front of everybody. And then the Selkie, you know, the friends are coming in and the one Selkie shows up and the Selkie's laughing and she's just, and she, as in Tesla, is not in the, on the joke because she doesn't know Selkie because she hasn't been exposed to it the way other the other people in the story at this point have. And they go, they, it's just basically... The way Kieran can scent Poppy or or any of the phase can smell the scent of different emotions. It was very much that moment. And she goes, oh, oh, my God. And all the friends at that point are like, just go. Just go and get a room because none of us can take this right now. <laughs> like, please just go consummate your marriage. And, oh, and my God. Exactly. And that was the thing. Is that there was nothing wrong. There, there's nothing wrong even if you aren't married. Um, but at this point in the society, they're married. They're married. They can consummate. And if anything, people keep wondering why they haven't consummated yet, only spurring more of the, the these um, preconceived notions that Vale is gay. And also, let's not forget, uh, Tesla has a nightmare and Vale comes to like wake her up and she like nails him she like punches him straight in the nose right and he's got two black eyes and like a giant nose and shit and they go into town and everyone is like looking at them like what happened because no fast lines no and a punch fast to the lines. face yeah so it's like geez and, and then that you know yeah so there it's this whole like it's like optics right it's all optics but but then of course finally they consummate and they 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 like fuck all over everything, right? And they're yeah, so like happy. They're, <laughs> yeah, and, and they love each I'm other happy for them. Yeah, I and know. It was, <laughs> so it's like it's like yay! yay! <laughs> it was great. And then oh, and then um, so we we have the subplot with uh, Gareth's parents, and um, uh, I don't even remember his name, but like he's on the bo- he was on the boat with Vale and. Uh, he had enough, and he's married to one of Vale's good friends, and he has an affair with a Selkie, 
And who he's South- in love with. It's not yeah. just like this one night stand. He falls in love with the Selkie and he doesn't know what and has a child with her and has Gareth with her. And also something that I found really beautiful is that now like we at this point in the book, we don't know that Selkies can communicate like underwater. So uh, he taught her sign language. So that is how they communicate. And I've, I found that a very interesting detail that was really, really lovely. Cause in my head, I was like, oh my God, did he, like, how, how? how? But, and he taught her a universal sign language that no matter what your species is, it is, it's the language of the sea. So just like, you know, you have ASL for American sign language, you also have other, other countries have their own sign language. And this happens to be a universal one that any, you know, seafarer would know to to communicate amongst each other. And another little point that I want to bring up is that Edwin, oh, for, first two two points, the first one, Edwin, who is um, Ellerin's uncle, who she ends up living with, a violin maker, he's he's present for all of this. He's part of the found family. He's, he's very sweet. And the two of them... I don't want to say tell, but like have a conversation around uh, Tesla being like, you know, we weren't raised by Carnissa. We were raised by um, an Orisk, I believe, in, right. in, in Orisk. And, you know, she was more of a mother to me than anybody else. And that is important because that little tidbit is what Vivian throws at Ellerin. It was like, where do you think all of the money was going? Why do you think you lived in squalor? It was because... Edwin was giving money to an Orisk whore, right? But like now knowing that we know that not only was that not the case, but that was his mother figure. And he was like trying to keep her safe because the Orisk at at, at this point are already um, basically slaves. Mm-hmm. So it, it was just very interesting. So the second point I want to make is that uh, Tesla walks in on um, baby Gareth uh, being breastfed, right? And she's like super awkward about it. And then like later, she's like, wait, maybe they have the right of it. Maybe that this is how it should be. And that is just kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of the, the tail end of like Tesla's awakening to how things are in Garden Area and how they're going to be and how people should be treated like as people and not property. And, and she, she has a very, Similar awakening that Alaron has, and it's it's just it's it's really lovely. I, I do appreciate how the stories kind of mirror each other, and Alaron doesn't know this because her parents passed away, and you know, and obviously her uncle has passed away now, and she's she in a way. Oh, this is sad. Like she's never going to know at this point, you know, and of of course because her parents have died um there is that it it was a miss this resistance and revolution so they it's she's kind of carrying out their task without her even knowing this because there's no way they would have had her be aware of their involvement with this and the only one that knows is uh jules jules is the only one that like knew Tesla and they knew Vale and like knew them. They were best friends. Mm -hmm. They were all best friends. And obviously, they didn't know each other's dynamics. But in the beginning of the book, oh, and I I really do appreciate 
how Tesla stood up for herself when everybody realized that Vail fasted to Tesla because of the unrequited love. Everybody just knew Tesla from Jules's point of view and that Jules was in love with her. And so he got like a slap on the back of the hand, like a bro code thing. Be like, oh, that's Jules's Tesla. What are you doing? He's going to be so pissed. And she stands up for herself and she's like, I'm not Jules's Tesla. I'm my own person. That whatever you think happened is not the case. And it was such that Princess Jasmine moment of I am not a prize to be won. She goes, I'm nobody's property. I'm nobody's. I'm my own person. It was so good. And it, and it was such like a, they like looked at her with new respect after she did that too. She's like, oh, uh, okay. Because at first it was like, well, no, they forced you to do this. It was a forced thing. And she's like, yeah, that's how it started. But like, I love him. Like we, we're so, I think the, the line is like deliriously happy with each other. It's like, I want to be deliriously happy with someone. <laughs> <laughs> And then, okay, so how does this book end? This book ends with um, a refasting ceremony of Tesla and Vale in front of, like, all of the, the, like, main players of Gardneria. Vivian's husband has died at this point, and she's bitter and angry. And there's a really lovely scene. And he died in the war. Yes. That there, so that kind of ample, it wasn't just, you know, not that it negates death at all. But it does have a contribution of the how to it. Yeah, we we get a little bit of like why Vivian is the way that she is, and then, ugh, and then and then because they like think about it like that happened to her, and then like Carnis is gonna get killed, and then you know she's the only one really. Could, ugh, it's this whole thing. Um, but so Vale and Tesla are like up on the altar and they're looking out, and like Vale like sees his orisk like. You know, his, 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 his caretaker, his, his caretaker, his and like she risked everything to be there. And they're like, we're going to we're going to bring her into our household. They hatch a plot to like save her. And, you know, they're so happy. And it ends kind of on like a high note. Right. Like they're. Yeah. You, yeah. you you're kind of. If you haven't read if this was how you started the Black Witch Chronicles. You are a hundred percent in. You want to fight the the Gardenarian resistance. At, that's how this. That's how this ends. Um, it's, you know, I, that, that's you're like you're ready for the war. Little do you know, <laughs> if you didn't read it in this order, um, shit's gonna change real quick. Oh, <laughs> so fast, so fast. Uh, so that is um, Juan Fasted. Jess, do you have do you have any anything to add to Juan Fasted? No, I think it was. I, I think Juan Fasted was great. It was very novella y. It was lighthearted. I mean, yeah, it, it hits deep, like we've said this whole series does. But it's the lighter of everything we've um, been exposed to thus far. Yes, it is the lighter of all. Yeah. Because it, it's happy. It, it's it's a love story and it, it's overcoming, you know, pre, preconceived notions. It's also a war story. And yeah, it, it's really lovely. Would recommend. Hey, y'all. This episode ran long, so we split it into two parts. Catch Light Mage next week and feel free to follow us on our Instagram, Akafe Podcast, and we're both on TikTok, Akafe Laura and Akafe Jessica. Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening and we'll see you soon. Bye.